Well, are we enjoying the CPL? Are we sitting and taking in all these beautiful sixes hit by the, the West Indian players and some of their visitors as well? No doubt we have not been able to see anything from inside of the stand simply because of the corona uh, virus. But let's talk a little bit about whether or not this could benefit the, the ODIs and the test matches in West Indies cricket. I know that we enjoy ourselves when we see players hit sixes and they make take uh, spectacular catches and all that. But really and truly, are we improving the quality of our young batsmen and bowlers? Aren't we seeing far too many wide balls in the T20 game? Are we watching too many adventurous shots? And one more important thing is, are we realizing that we're averaging about 130 or 135 maybe in the batting of a 20-over game? If you look across the park where we saw the, the English and the Pakistanis doing, they played two matches and they've averaged over 174, 175. Now, it does not mean they're better. It means that they are more particular as to how they approach the 20-overs. We seem to want to hit the ball out of the ground as soon as the game has started. It's attractive when it's done. It's stupid when it looks when the player is dismissed. We need to be a little bit serious on including in our thoughts how does a player play in the T20 as opposed to the ODI, as opposed to the Test match? They're vastly different. If you doubt me, ask the Australians, ask the Indians, ask the English. They're not even using the Test players when it comes to the T20. So we have to understand that we must take into consideration the general development of our players. It is not impossible that they can play well enough in each of the ranges. I've seen a few people who have been doing it in recent times. I've watched a youngster who just started, and he has impressed me tremendously, Joshua uh, De Silva. And then, of course, we know that uh, Chase of Barbados, he plays test cricket, does extremely well, plays the T20 equally as well. We've seen a bit of deterioration in uh, Shai Hope and uh, and uh, um, Lendl Simmons, who they're very um, here and there as far as runs are concerned. Uh, Nicholas Puran is on the improve. He's trying his best to sort of turn himself. I saw him in the game against Sri Lanka last year, and he made a 100 in an ODI, and it was a wonderful 100. He didn't speculate. He didn't try to be adventurous. He just paid good cricket. Let's take another look at this. Enjoy the cricket if you wanted the CFL. Uh, it's our players and uh, a lot of visitors coming in and doing quite well. But if we want the development of the game, we've got to look at the entire game, not just the TT, uh, T20. Let's look at it again and maybe another week or two. I'll share the discussion. Maybe you have some ideas that we could talk about. Only a day or two ago, I've had the misfortune of a reading about the different arguments in the National Basketball Association of Trinidad and Tobago. Now, if we look back at history, we'd recognize how wonderful a game basketball was and the good quality of players that we used over the years. In this discussion, I am not seeing the discussion on the game itself. 
I'm looking at the president and uh, some two of the members who are aligned to the management committee. And there seemed to be some sort of dissatisfaction, which does not allow for the development of the game. I'm not blaming any one of them. What I'm saying is get together and try to produce the kind of uh, action in terms of management that will benefit the game of basketball. We have been wonderful over the years, and we would like to see it again. Right now, we're not seeing too much of it, and this needs some attraction. Do not fall into categories like football, for instance, and, and cricket, and, and uh, whatever else, gymnastics, women gymnastics. We cannot afford the luxury of letting our sports just deteriorate. Let's come forward and be logical, share ideas, and come back and organize the game very well through the technical side and through the managerial side. I'm looking forward to a change. I know two of those people very, very well, and I know that they can deal with it if they make an effort to do so. I'll wait and see. Hi there. With the start of the English Premier League, the number of matches that have been played today, four matches and 23 goals, that spells a great season for the English Premier League. Now we've got to understand that there have been issues that can retard the progress of these teams, and they probably have. And that's the coronavirus. And because of this, maybe their early performances may not have been as sharp as they would like them to be. But the one that disappointed most was Manchester United. Here is a team that is uh, one of the greatest professional football teams in the world, and with high-profile management and a history that is absolutely fantastic, turned up today with a performance that was very poor against uh, the Crystal Palace team, losing 3-1. to one. It's not so much the defeat. It is the type of performance that may have taken everything away from the fans of Manchester United. Having a defence that uh, played as well as they, it was possible for them to do last year, they had a few changes as well, but it was just a terrible defence, a four-man defence. You've got little Lindelof in the centre of the field together with Maguire. They should have been very, very well-knit and very tight in defence, but one would have thought that if it had to be a, a one doing the mistakes, would have been Lindelof. No, this one was Maguire. His positioning was well. It was absolutely horrible. It was a, a communication pattern. They both were not understanding each other. You had Mansur at the right wing back and, at, and the left wing back. Neither of these defenders were doing the job that was supposed to have been done. This does not tell you that... Crystal Palace is a bad team because with, with, with Tongzhen and uh, Saha, they did exceptionally well. They were faster to the ball. They were controlling center field. They were making those diagonal passes across the, the Manchester United defense, and nothing was really done about it. They were very vulnerable. It was not a good picture. And although some will say that it is the coronavirus and the manner of training and too many teams training at the same time and all the restrictions. Yes, but the same was the case for Crystal Palace. We've got to take into consideration 
that these teams coming up, particularly those coming from the championship division, because we have already seen Leeds United, and boy, have they played well against Liverpool and today winning another one. So it is going to be very interesting. And all the top teams are going to have to work very, very, very hard to be able to win the championship with any type of ease. Tomorrow, you Chelsea and Liverpool. That's going to be an interesting one as well because both these teams are high professionals. We expect the kind of performance. Of course, we expected that with Manchester United as well, but they didn't give it. So let's take another look and see how it goes. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to improve somewhere along the line. But at this point in time, they have not been pretty to look at. I'm sure their fans were disappointed. And definitely, Crystal Palace has started wonderfully well for Roy Hudson, one of the veteran coaches from England. He did a tremendous job. He always does a tremendous job. But he didn't have some of the teams with the kind of talent. And this team, in truth and fact, had grown their talent over the years. Congratulations to him. But for tomorrow, we're going to watch and see how Chelsea deals with the champions, Liverpool. Hello there. This is Alcon Recon. My discussion tonight is Trinidad and Tobago's football. I think if you're any part of the world at this point in time, you'd realize the terrible time that Trinidad and Tobago have had over the past few years. Eventually, it had come to a point where they were heavily in debt to a point that they had to go to FIFA to be able to get some assistance. FIFA being the top of the world for football, these are their families like. They have to come and help. But at the same time, the national associations need to be more responsible, particularly in the area of finances. Now that FIFA is invited to come in, the national association is taking offense against the normalization committee that FIFA sent in to repair the damages that were done over the past few years. Well, it was all chaotic, simply because of the fact that the National Association doesn't understand that when you are wrong, you've got to put your hand in the other person's hand and say, help me. And that's what FIFA needed to be done. He's got it. They've got it in their constitution. FIFA would help to the tune of 750,000 US a year. But at the same time, they will come and help if you have a problem. So therefore, you know that they are your backing and yet still you want to take them to court. How could that make sense? We are at fault in every aspect. As a matter of fact, a lot of people think that this is the only time it has happened. I beg your pardon. This has been deteriorating for the last 10 to 12 years. And at this point in time, it couldn't go any lower. Clubs are shattered. There are no teams. Over the years, so much has been great about football. Their players have been making it good all over the world in different parts of the world. And the national teams have done well enough to be able to attract the attention of the outside world. But at this point in time, we're not even sure whether we have an, a, a club and that will want to play football at this point because there's no league. So it's going to be a very difficult thing. And at this point in time, FIFA is saying to them, 
if you don't take that court matter out of the court by Wednesday, you're going to be suspended. Trinidad and Tobago, suspended. How does that feel to your mind? How does that feel to the people of Trinidad and Tobago? I tell you, I've been in this for the longest while, and it pains to know that we are going to be deprived for our children, our grandchildren, to be able to develop football again. It is a weak administration. We felt that way, but at the same time, when it's going wrong, nobody cares. And this is where it is brought to. We have to do something, whether it's the government, whether it's the sports company, whether it's the Ministry of Sport, whether it's the Olympic Committee, somebody's got to come in and tell the story to the Trinidad Tobago Football Association and at the same time, find some method of correcting their faults and getting them on the go again. It's been a very painful time for the, fa the fans and the kids who are not getting a chance to play. Hello, my friends. Once again, the EPL is beginning to look as though good things are going to happen over the past year. Today was Manchester City's day, up against Wolverhampton. Don't underestimate them. They have been really good in the last few matches of the last season, and they turned out a good performance today. They lost 3-1, to one, but really and truly, they had much of the second half. They had the opportunities. I think there was a little bit of lethargy in the part of some of the Manchester City players. Although it's the first game, you still want to put some effort into it. What they did was passing the ball around and passing the responsibility around without doing too much of a chance to get the ball at goal. They did it at times when rattled in the first half. They scored twice. But the moving of the ball was good. They had a few good new players coming into the team. Axe, the little left wing back, he played magnificently. He's just a calm call, calling player. I believe that maybe one day he will be a satisfactory player for Guardadio in the central defense position. Would you believe Stones was the central defender again? Couldn't believe it, simply because of the fact that he has not really decided that he can play in that position. What is necessary from his coach is that he must start the play. He must put the ball down, use it out on the right side, find a passing lane in the front, go to cover it up if it doesn't work as well. He does not have the capacity to do that. And we've seen it a few times. But thankfully, he's got in front of him De Bruyne. He's got um, Fernandinho on the right side of him. He, he's got um, Walker. And these people are supporting him. And okay, for a match or two, unless, of course, Guardiola decides that he's going to take him in his hand and turn him into a top-class player. This has happened, and Guardiola has done it as well. In the middle of the field, I was rather impressed with Foden. He had a good end of last year, but boy, he has some talent. He's playing up in front. He's supporting the play quite well. When the need goes right, he gets forward past the defense in a timely fashion. No wonder why he was able to get his goal from a ball that was squared back by Sterling from the left side. And in truth and fact, Manchester City was satisfactory, not great. This is not a team yet, simply because of the fact that it has been a tough time with the Verona virus and everything else. But they have kept good discipline. I was very impressed with it because of the fact that they did not allow the opposition. And can I say for a minute that this Wolf's team is a good team.
There's no doubt about it. You have Adama, you have Polans, you have uh, Neves. These guys are good players, and you can't underestimate them. I saw them last year, and they were quite good. So let's look for it. A good season. Manchester City, 3-1. to one. Congratulations. But there is so much work ahead because this season is going to be one of the more difficult ones that we will have seen. A lot of expensive transferred players coming into each and every team. So it may create a completely new picture when the game actually starts. And every Wednesday, Saturday, we are seeing these teams. We get a better idea of how is the quality at that period of time and who's got the chances to win. Good luck. Well, my friends, Trinidad and Tobago Football Association at this point in time is not a member of FIFA. It's bad news for the people of Trinidad and Tobago and probably for the Caribbean as well. It has been six months of trauma, not only for the Football Association itself, but for FIFA as well. And as you look at it, it simply means that the National Association of Trinidad and Tobago's football never read the constitution of FIFA. Otherwise, they would not have been six months waiting to do the wrong thing. It is a sad state of affairs for the people of Trinidad and Tobago. We've had a particularly good history in the game. We have done as well as it is for us to get the respect of the soccer world. We've qualified in World Cup senior finals, junior finals, and women's finals. So it is not that we are incapable, but there have been too many mistakes made over the last few years. A lot of people believe that it is because of what exists now means that we have not done well. No, this has started a long time ago, but it has worsened and it has reached rock bottom. I wonder if anyone can think about getting out of this type of situation. Could anyone understand the number of kids who are going to miss the opportunity to get competitive in the business of football? Some are preparing for university scholarships. Others are preparing for professional jobs. And all of a sudden, it is finished for the time being. Now, it is finished because of the fact that there's reluctance in saying to the court, let, it, let that court matter get out of it. And yet still, they are awaiting to see if something is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You just have to give up and say, okay, fine. The normalization committee will replace the TTFA until they solve the problems that existed in Trinidad and Tobago's Football Association, and they are many. We must look at it logically, but at the same time, we really feel hardened over the fact that these young kids who are aspiring to become great footballers do not have the opportunity to do it. What about those who have worked so hard to bring this sort of appearance to Trinidad's football? They must feel very, very sad indeed. What about the fans? And Trinidadians and Tobagonians are people with shame. We believe that we are always trying to do the right thing. 
We are pretty jolly in most of the things that we do. We are good losers. But no one would have expected that it had reached a stage where a committee of Trinidad and Tobago Football Association did not read the constitution of FIFA. And because of this, that display of ignorance is making the entire country a fool out of the world. We do not want that type of thing. We hope that there is some form of dialogue that could get us out of it. But if it's not, it's going to be a sad, sad moment for Trinidad and Tobago. The only thing about it is that you're going to start from the bottom. And the bottom is not about paying $50 million. The bottom is about getting the clubs to be strong from the very start. And all the regions are properly dealt with rather than having just a haphazard affair, which has gone on for the last four or five years. Let us hope and wait and see if FIFA can come up with something that will make it realistic for us to join the family of FIFA in the near future.